Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the uh, Front Porch People Media Group. Welcome to the show. Uh, appreciate that. In the studio, uh, surprised for most of us because he's so busy, is Tony Wink. Tony, how are you? Man, I'm busy. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, you've got a big event coming up this weekend, right? Yep. It'll. This will be the 30th anniversary for wow. the Davenport Vintage Flat Track Races at the Mississippi Valley Fairgrounds. Now, do I get tickets to the event? Uh, you do not, actually. Wow, that's sad. I'm sorry. I do think but, I would get tickets. But you will be paid to join us and be the announcer. One of oh. th- One of three announcers. Uh, and how long is the event? Uh probably you'll you'll be you'll probably just sit in the car okay just sit in the car and then go back to the one okay (laughs) anyway so it's called the vintage flat track race it's the 30th edition and i was on facebook and i saw the posters for the event who did the posters uh chris hanlos does those for me wow he's been doing a lot of my work he's really good he uh man he's super cool yeah it's all original artwork and yeah and uh you know you see a lot of times you you pay him for that work well eventually i'm assuming he's going to give me a bill at some point hmm. but uh yes i have paid him in the past and i'm i'm a little nervous to look at my bill because well, i don't know if it's a bill you need to worry about it i've seen his <laughs> comments about you on facebook and twitter and instagram and it's almost as if you haven't paid him <laughs> that's not true who's on the program tonight uh, tony we're gonna have michael Locke on who uh, we've had uh, him on for years he's now the ceo of AFT American Flat Track. We'll talk to him. Colton Haker. Is going no, wait, to be on. wait, wait! Doesn't Michael have an event booked on top of yours? Uh, well, the, the, the historically uh, Memorial Weekend is, is Springfield, and so Springfield Mall. Yeah, so the Springfield race will kick off. It'll be on Sunday, and uh, the Saturday has always been the the uh, vintage TT races. Um, they've they've moved them to Friday on top of my thirty year old. Why event. would they do that? I don't know. Oh, I, I, maybe we'll talk to Michael about that. I'm okay. sorry. Uh, Colton Haker is going to be on, who uh, finished second overall at the Prescott Valley Event Center in Arizona, who is a, uh, uh, that was the Enduro Cross that, that series just kicked off. Right. Haker will be on Mike Lang, who is a, <clears throat> um, Mike is an interesting guy, like as most vintage flat track racers. He was on with us last week. He was. Or last year. Last year, yeah. He's yeah. super cool dude. Um, best looking setup. He races board trackers. <laughs> and those things. I so take, cool to watch last year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, super so, cool and surprisingly I very you fast. Were there, yeah. Oh yeah, surprisingly fast bikes. Yep, and uh, they are fast for being nineteen twenties. And you know what those things are worth? Uh, a lot of money. Four, five, four or five grand. Hundreds of thousands. Oh, literally. That's a lot more than I. Expected. Slam and Sammy's going to be on. Sammy Halbert joins us, who is uh, part of the um, American Flat Track series and, and very, uh, very well known, very famous, very very popular racer in that right. series and then rick hobbs who's um crew chief for camera bobier and the monster energy yamalu yamaha factor racing team all right let's go to pj pj breaking news and before you do breaking news we have a dedication yes absolutely we're doing tonight's episode of pit pass radio in memory of one mr brian drebber Dreb. legendary oh, uh, announcer has been with moto america as their head announcer since uh, moto america became moto america what a heartbreak uh, it was an absolute heartbreaker he unfortunately succumbed to injury so Suffered in a motorcycle accident last week on his way to the airport. You know, if, if there's an appropriate way for a motorcycle guy 
like us, Drebs, or whoever, to die, I would say it would be because of injuries suffered because of a motorcycle yep, accident. The, the odds go up when you live on your motorcycles. The odds are high. That's right. how you're going to I'm hoping to die of old age. Gonna, yeah, I'm hoping, but uh, <laughs> odds are it's a motorcycle. So we, we dedicate uh, the program to Drebs. Let's go to breaking news. And from the world of uh, road racing, two-wheeled road racing, we had a great event in Pittsburgh this past weekend uh, in Supersport. Uh, DeBeast won the first race with Gil Hayden Gillum and uh, uh, Bryce Prince following him in uh, race one, race two in the Super Sport category. J.D. Beach back on top, uh, maintaining his lead in the, in the championship hunt. Hayden Gillum second again, and uh, Bryce Prince third again. In Superbike, Heron put it up there on Saturday. Amazing race from Heron on well, Saturday. An amazing race. Over Garrett Gerloff and Matthew Skoltz. Uh, Elias and Bobier were notably absent from the, the from the podium, but they got it back together on Sunday, or I mean, in race two as they it were. were there. Elias and Bobier, uh, Elias won it with an absolute battle all the way to the line. There were at least three, if not four, big passes in the last lap as Elias and Bobier uh, duked it out. Heron came in with a strong podium again in third place. But the bigger two wheeled news from the weekend was. Silverstone GP, the MotoGP race from Silverstone after qualifying and all was said and done come Sunday morning. Sorry, folks, we're not racing. Sunday, um, Sunday. Does not happen in MotoGP. Unfortunately, we've seen it happen in other series. Doesn't happen in MotoGP. This is unheard of. And they're not going to be able to make it up because they move on. Yep. It is a big series, so that was shocking. And they had a wet race at the Ironman at the last race in Crawfordsville, Indiana, for the Lucas Pro Oil Motocross Championship. Eli Tomac did clinch his title, mm -hmm. which is the second, and he did not finish well in the race. First guy to defend. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So it's the it's he is the uh, the his second consecutive title in the 450 class. He's the first guy to do that since Ricky Carmo, Michael. Can you believe that? And also, Chad Reed raced. And How about that? his first national since 2015. And he was at the front for a minute there. He pulls the whole <laughs> he was, shot. He was at the front. Two Didn't. top tens, a fifth and an eighth, and he, and he finishes overall an eighth. It's Reed, just an, Reed's always going to be a danger I love for anybody. It. How I about love this? It. Uh, 2018 season wrapped up on Saturday, right? Okay. But news already, and you call it the silly season because there are some guys without rides and some teams without racers, but Joey Savacci has uh, already announced that he will be uh, racing for Yamaha, uh, and it's a multi-year deal with Justin Barsha and Aaron Plessinger. Uh, so, you know, you look at uh, Monster Energy, I'm sorry, it's Monster Energy Kawasaki uh, confirmed the long-rumored addition of Joey Savacci to the 450 team. So you look at what Yamaha's done, okay, and then now you look at what Kawasaki's. I think we're seeing a trend, and the trend is uh, getting it done sooner and less guys are out there hanging out, I think that's probably the best. So let's go to our next guest, Michael Locke. Michael, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Are we, are we seeing a trend, Michael, in, in motorcycle manufacturer uh, race race teams and those that are affiliated with you know the, the manufacturers? Are we seeing a, a trend where they're getting business done a little sooner than later? It's a very good question. Um, I, I can't speak for the other disciplines, but I can tell you, in American flat track this year, we are right in the middle of what I would what I would term as the first ever real silly season. Um, there is all <laughs> there is all kinds of things going on at the moment in preparation for 2019, um, and you know it's it's partly a result of the of of the fuss and the growth of the sport, but right. it's partly 
a result of the fact there were some big and serious players getting involved in our sport uh, in 2019 and 2020. And they bring disciplines from, you know, whether it be motocross or road racing, of doing things professionally and doing them early. So, um, yeah, I can't speak for the other guys, but I can tell you in AFT, we're uh, we're having our first silly season. We're not quite sure what to do with it. I mean, Savachi joins uh, uh, Eli Tomac, right? And... Um I'm not sure where Josh Grant's going to land, but uh, nice job out of uh, the 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 pro motocross guys, anyway. So let's go to flat track news, and uh, let's we'll start with PJ. PJ, uh, we've got uh, Michael Locke on the program. Yep, and it's great to talk to you again, Michael. So you've got a, an actual silly season that you. Uh, I mean, are you? Is there any sense that you guys can use this for? Uh, in, you know, I know you've been involved in your rebranding, and the excitement That's that huge, goes with a silly huge. season is certainly you know something that can lead to uh, you know press, additional press, mm-hmm. and building of excitement within your fan base. I mean, is that something that you guys are looking to capitalize on uh, in some capacity with your uh, media relations? Well, you know, obviously, it's the sanctioning body with Switzerland. Um, so we couldn't possibly get involved in all that skullduggery. Um, however, <laughs> however, You're right. Who uses that word hand, anymore, skullduggery? I, don't I love it. On the other hand, obviously, we are, uh, we're the guardians of, uh, of, of the interest in the sport and the sizzle around it, and there are lots of things going on at the moment, but all I'm doing is I'm counseling the people involved um, uh, that if they want to leak it, do it professionally. If right. they don't want to leak it, think about the right time um, to release the news. Uh, we are wrapping up our season uh, on the weekend of October the 6th at um, Meadowlands. We're actually going to Meadowlands, right, okay. right in the shadow of, uh, of New York City, uh, to race at the mile there. And then the day after... And for, you, for, for those fans out there, I want to I want to make sure they understand what you're saying. It's the Meadowlands. Okay. Yeah. Because he has a bit of an accent. Okay, just a little yeah, bit. Unfortunately, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't lost that all yet. <laughs> I would drink uh, with you me- just to listen to you talk. The, it's the Meadowlands, <laughs> the Meadowlands of New Jersey, um, in the shadow of New York City. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to wrap up the season on the Saturday night at the races, and then on the Sunday, we're going to go into New York City and have our end of season awards party. And I think there might be some announcements at our awards party in preparation for that 2019. Whoa, 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 whoa. I can probably promise that, but you never know. Locke, where will that be? Where will the awards uh, uh, ceremony be? That that information will be released um, later this week. Please have uh, it at the garden. Will you please? (laughs) Madison Square Garden, the theater at the garden, would be a perfect place. Holds about, what, 5,000, 6,000. I've announced a fight there before. I've announced weigh-ins there. But what a great and grand place to have it at. And I can get you a price. (laughs) It will not be very far from Madison Square Garden. It's got to be somewhere you can expect these racers are going to be doing silly stuff like wheeling their Indians through the event and whatnot, and or XRs. You never know. What about the New Yorker? All I can promise you is that we will be live streaming the awards party on Fans Choice. Am I hosting or announcing or doing anything? You are welcome as a guest. Oh, nice. Uh, is that a paid thing, or do I have to buy a ticket? <laughs> guess, no, you guess. don't have to buy. Okay, so coming up. This Sunday, Harley-Davidson Springfield Miles, Springfield Short Track, the AFT Singles, already one of the biggest, fastest, most anticipated motorcycle events of the year. It is uh, the 100th running of the world's fastest mile. And you've got Scotty, uh, Scotty Parker 
uh, as the Grand Marshal, if you will. But Jared Meese looks to clinch that AF2, AFT Twins title at the 100th running of the event. How, how special is this to look at what Jared Meese has done this year? I mean, let's face it, number one, Indian motorcycles, uh, you know, racing. He's done an outstanding job uh, lifting that brand up. But Indian has just come out and clobbered everybody. I think it's difficult uh, in the moment uh, usually to have any perspective. Um, uh, but but I look at this, that history's being written this year. Um, history that people will look back on uh, years from now. You know, you, you reference. Um, Scotty Parker. Right. Anyone who knows anything about flat track, um, remember Scotty Parker for being um, possibly the greatest racer of all time. Right. Record number of wins, the king of Springfield and other places. Um, at the time, there may have been people saying, it's a bit boring that he wins every week. But no one would remember it like that now. Um, and so I look at Jared Meese, and week in, week out, his preparation is exemplary. Um, his team crew are fully coordinated. He's on an outstanding bike. Uh, he takes everything seriously. I mean, he eats a diet that most rabbits would be proud of. Uh, he, trains, <laughs> he trains seven days a week. Uh, this guy is a once-in-a-generation, and everything came together for him this year so far. Um, so I think we're going to look back on the 2018 season and what Jared and his team and Kenny Tolbert and the support of Indian have done. And I think we're going to see this as one of the um, historic season. You have on Friday, you're kicking everything off with a, a great golf outing to benefit Parker Norris, who was injured back in June. Uh, and, and that's part and parcel to the rookie class of 79. Can you talk about that? Yeah, we have, um, we have a great partnership, um, with, uh, with the rookie class of 79 and particularly with Charlie Roberts, who's a tireless campaigner for charity. Um, and, uh, in fact, I just I just saw Charlie yesterday, and we were uh, we were talking about all the events coming up around Springfield and how pleased they are with the uh, with the progress that uh, that Parker's made. Uh, quite amazing from uh, all the information we were getting, even only um, four or five weeks ago. Right. Uh, we couldn't we couldn't have hoped that his recovery would be going uh, this well. So uh, I think that the charity's delighted, uh, AFT's delighted. Um, uh, we're fully supporting all of their efforts in and around Springfield and all their fundraising to give them a lot of publicity support and resource support. And we accommodate them at the races and make sure their profile's high. And Charlie's doing a great job. You know, he, he told me yesterday, they're raising at the moment across all their different campaigns something in excess of $2,000 a day. Wow. Uh, and, and that $2,000 goes straight to the projects that they're working on. So they're doing a fantastic job. Past Springfield Mile winners, by the way, include Bill uh, Tuman, uh, Scotty Parker, of course, Chris Carr, uh, Kevin Atherton, Brian Smith, Kenny Coolbeth Jr. Tony, you like that guy? Kenny Coolbeth? Coolbeth. Coolbeth. Uh, Jake Johnson, Jared Mees, and Jeff Carver. Uh, they're going to be honored during the opening ceremonies. And I know, Tony, you had your hand up, so you go next. Oh, I was just I just wanted to congratulate Michael on uh, just the success you guys have had this year. I mean, we've, we've had... Uh, you know we've been we've been talking to your racers and uh, people that are involved in your series throughout the season and man everybody's just really on an up upbeat attitude about about uh, AFT and and we heard you guys even had to turn people I Chris Carr told us a couple of weeks ago you guys actually had to turn fans away and you were asking riders to get up out of the infield seats or something so <laughs> so you could sell tickets and I love to hear that this was at Weedport New York and it was the first year we've gone to this facility and I have to say it's a beautiful 
a beautiful half-mile facility, great grandstands and facilities. You know, when I drove in in the morning, they had guys with hand shears cutting the grass, <laughs> making sure that everything was perfect. I mean, that happens every week at flat track races, I know, but it was it was unusual for me. Um, but we, we got there, and, we, and we'd really prepped the market. We'd really gone in and done promotion of the three, four weeks beforehand to raise awareness and get a, a, a bit of excitement going. And I know that upstate New York is, you know, it, it's a it's a um, experience yeah. um, out yeah. of the world when it comes to racing and motorcycling in general. So we expect an informed crowd there. What we didn't expect was so so many of them turned up on the Saturday night. And and as I, as I guess Chris told you, we had the um, unenviable task of having to close the ticket office. Um, because we were over capacity and turned people away. Too bad. Almost, no, almost nobody in the pro flat track community that has seen that in in, in living history. Michael, so, when um, when you guys took it over, we we actually predicted success. We didn't know that success would be here as quick as it is. But what you guys have done is remarkable. Bringing back an almost dead, okay, an almost dead discipline. And, and almost forcing it back, willing it, if you will, back to where it is. You've done a remarkable job. By the way, folks, uh, tickets available for the Springfield Short Track are 20 bucks. Available at springfieldmile.org. Look under tabs, events, events list. And uh, get, them while they're, <laughs> get them while they last because I guarantee you on Sunday – you don't want to miss what's going on. They got live music from ZZ Trip, which is a lot like ZZ Top, only about probably seventy nine percent cheaper and shorter beards <laughs> and f- <laughs> food trucks galore. A bait break, uh, bike drawing, and parade lap led by the Grand Marshal Scotty Parker at intermission to aid Parker Norris and Brad Baker. So many good things going on. It's always good to talk to you, Michael. Um, but next year, could you not schedule anything on top of Tony's race, please? I, I, you know, I did pick that up in your intro, and Tony, I, I, I'm sorry if we've uh, if, if we've been treading on your toes there. It was completely unintentional, uh, but I can give you the backstory briefly. The backstory is that this is the third time uh, uh, when we went in May to the Springfield Mile um, for the first time this year. It was the third time that we had uh, used our AFT singles class as a guest at the Steve May um, All Stars Round, and it just got to the point where. Um, so many people turned up. Even Steve was, Steve was surprised that in his amateur classes and his all-star classes, so many people turned up. We ended up finishing the program, and of course, the final race was AFC singles. We ended up finishing the program at one forty-two in the morning, um, <laughs> and, and 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 you know the athletes were complaining. You can expect that, but my broadcast guys and air fence guys <laughs> and electrics and lighting guys who had to then decamp to the mile across the street for a full program the next day threatened to down tools so okay. we we got we well, got together with steve and, and and he agreed to split his program and and transfer some of it to the friday night and so that the saturday he did the vintage on friday night and and i've got a 30 year old event that i just i just acquired last year and you it's spent like a half a million dollars it's pretty frustrating thing. i'll yeah. tell you i really I yeah. really bummed on, on it michael hey, and, at least and a lot we, of guys are. at least we have the american pickers frank fritz and and mike and, and everybody from the the cast and crew of the show mm-hmm. at least we have them yeah uh, tony we'll see what we can do for future events i appreciate Why we work it? together can't we work together can't we be friends absolutely there Thank just you. isn't enough racers to go around <laughs> on an amateur level no especially vintage yep. To, and you're two and a half hours away. I mean, it's yeah. it's a it's a tradition, and there's a lot of people. I mean, if you 
if you saw the Facebook, you know, the social and and maybe nobody cares. And, and I, I guess care. we'll know Friday night where everybody goes. But it's just going to split everybody's crowd. And it's I'm just sure, too bad. I'm sure that we can. I'm sure that we can work it out. Appreciate. Maybe it. we move you, Tony, to Thursday. Just kidding. Um, so again, folks, look for AmericanFlatTrack.com online. And by the way, if you're in Milwaukee for Harley Davidson's 115th celebration, keep in mind Springfield is only a short four and a half hour ride from Milwaukee on Sundays. A great way to cap off the weekend. And I don't. A lot of people aren't working on Monday. Is that right? It is the holiday. What is the holiday? Is it July? It's 4th? all about labor. Labor. Labor Day weekend. Okay. Just messing with you. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, thank you, Michael. Uh, We've got a commercial break coming up. This portion of our show brought to you by our our good friends at uh, Front Porch Partners and Front Porch uh, Media. Look for them online. Front Porch people. Yep. They are the Front Porch people. I was getting there. But uh, we do want you to check out our our fellow shows at Front Porch Partners. Uh, people.com and uh, we'll take a quick time out more of pit pass radio after this jack take it away hi this is leslie porterfield from high five cycles fastest woman in the world on a motorcycle you're listening to pit pass radio Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-packed supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new Slow Rebound Tacky Compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the Tacky Tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a Tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF R3 Sport Bike at Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike Performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin-engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and Revzilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3 
And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack DeLeon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hi, I'm Danny Walker of American Supercamp, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Hey, big shout-out to all local and community theaters from across the state of Iowa, which is where we broadcast from. Um, this last Sunday night was the Chorus Awards, and for those of you that remember Young Frankenstein and other uh, great, uh, great Broadway shows and uh, motion pictures, Cloris Leachman was one of the stars of Young Frankenstein. She played Frau Blucher. Well, she went to my high school. She performed first on the stage here in Des Moines at the uh, Des Moines Community Playhouse. As a matter of fact, my father-in-law shared a first kiss with her on stage. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, now Cloris is now, gosh, no, she's got to be close to 90. Um, but it's pretty uh, old, Scott. Right, So, but my son was, was performing on stage, right? So he's performing on stage at the Cloris Awards, and the only time that they had issues with a sound system, his microphone goes out halfway through the song. He's singing on stage in front of a sold-out show at Hoyt Sherman Place. And as he, his mic goes out, a bat flies out from behind the big screen, and uh, it's like a flyover. It's Holy like, cow. I know. How scary. And the women are going, ew, Oh, ew. man. People get freaked out about bats. I've only killed four I this year. I think they're year. cool. No, no, I <laughs> they hate a lot of bugs. I, I love them. I, loved, I love them, too. I just don't want them in my house. Correct. The other night, I had one fly in, right? In your house? Yeah. And I, I, I hit him with a, uh, what do you call those, flip-flops? I took the flip-flop off. It came at me, hit it. I only took one swing and knocked it out the park. And uh, it was in the dining room, actually. But, uh, yeah, so take care of those that take care of you. And if your mic goes out, don't give up. You're a real Babe Ruth when it comes to bat swatting. I am a mother. And I am, we are glad to know you. Yeah. Well, anyway, thanks for uh, joining us on the program. A big wave to those in the hospital behind us, much like the Hawkeyes. Let's go to Colton Haker joining us. Colton, how are you? Yo. Are you, do, you, do you have bad issues where you live? Bad issues. Yeah, like bats are flying around, uh, entering your house or your motorhome. Or what do you live in? Do you, you backseat of a car? What, trailer. Trailer. Me. Yeah. Nothing? Yeah. Where? Yeah. where I got. I got a house. You have Sweet. a house. Nice. Damn. Nice. Yeah, I don't have any bats or any problems like that. Well, we do. Not a problem with my dogs getting on my property and running far, far away, <laughs> and then trying to like avoid highways and freeways and coyotes and. Oh, buddy. What state? What state do you live in, Colton? I live in California. And what state does Cody Webb in uh, live in? Uh, California. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you guys see each other quite often? No, not anymore. We grew up like close to each other, uh, like thirty minutes from one another. What happened? uh, How did the friendship end? (laughs) 
Are we getting straight to the point, huh? Yeah, let's get right to it. Uh, there's no end of real friendship. It's just uh, competitive. That's all. Just the, just that you're you're competitive and you're like Bob Hanna. You got to hate your competition. Is that it? I think um, you know we just want to win. That's all there's to it. Were you That's a more than that? Were you a competitor of Bob Hanna's, Tony? <laughs> what? What? I mean, why does Bob Hanna hate you? Because he's we never did figure that out. Old we never figured that out. Man, and he's sour about his. <laughs> He doesn't anyway. Uh Hecker, you're uh you finished second overall this at the race in uh uh Arizona Prescott Valley Event Center. Sound like it was an awesome battle between you and Cody. Talk about it for us, will you? Yeah, it was cool. The track um when we first looked at it, it was pretty easy and then they ended up putting like four feet of water in the in the pond, so then the clay dirt was really slippery, it was like an ice rink. Um Man, it was it was gnarly just because lappers were in, insane. Um, it was intense. There would be coming to sections, the rock pile and stuff. It'd be three, four dudes down, and we'd be navigating kind of through them. And um, that you mean using them for traction, don't you? Isn't that what you're really saying? Try try not to run anybody over, but uh, <laughs> it was pretty crazy because at one point I think he had like a 12 second lead on me because I hit lappers. Um, like a couple laps in a row in bad spots, and then he did the same the next couple laps. So then I closed back in. Um, he ended up having a crash at the end of that, and then I got in the lead, led the next couple laps until I ended up having problems with lappers, and a, and then I had a crash, and then that was that was kind of it. That's the thing that's so cool about enduro cross is that you just cannot predict anything until the very last couple corners. And then you're like, okay, it looks like he's got it, but. Man, you guys go back and forth so many times, and when you're on that level, I imagine you have a lot of lappers. So, in terms of lappers, um, do you scream at them? Do you? Because I certainly do when I'm or dude I have a hard time saying anything when I race. <laughs> Breathing hard. What? No, no. I just like <laughs> I'm just so I'm just so concentrated on what I need to do that I just I know you know stuff happens, but I just don't. I just don't let it affect. I try not to let it affect me. If, if someone lands on me or whatever, or is, is laying on me, or we crash each other, I, I have a hard time saying a word. I'm just trying to get my bike out of there and get going and do what I need to do. I don't. I don't try to waste any energy on 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 anything else going on. Yeah, I, I uh, raced a, a motocross on Saturday this this past weekend, and and. Uh, had a huge well i was in second but i was way ahead of the third place guy and then we started getting into we did 20 minute plus two lap motos or plus one lap motos and uh which is a long time for an old fat guy like me right um when you're asking bob hannah no bob hannah is <laughs> <laughs> nice callback bob yeah, hannah is not my friend get bob on the phone would you please, no uh, don't Jack? call bob i don't, don't i don't. swore i wouldn't even be on the show with him ever again you said that last time and you i've said it. that last two times you call the guy but i don't want to talk to hannah did the show that's my point you know what i don't care what he's accomplished on a motorcycle i don't want to talk to hannah he was mean to me when i was a little kid you were a little boy exactly We've past that you were what and two two and a half three hacker He's your hero. He was my. I had posters too. I had posters too. When <laughs> He's I was not kid. my hero. I went. I tell you a story. Let me tell you a story, Colton. Legacy, Legacy, the movie. You guys ever watched that? But Never heard of it. No. Oh man, that was like Rick Johnson, <laughs> Bailey, O'Mara, Aaron Coster. Like the stories. 
Oh, sorry, oh, man. It's DeCoster's birthday today, by the way. It is right. I actually called him for his birthday today. Uh, hello, Scott. Maradio de Coster. It's a terrible. It's a silly. It's a silly show. Let's face it. Today is going to be a silly show. Call Kyle Redman right now. Should I buzz him in? Sure. Jack, uh, Jack uh, go ahead and get Roger up on the show. <laughs> yeah, buzz him in. Do it. Uh, I'm just kidding. I can't. I don't know oh. how to do that. Oh. They call them smartphones for a reason. I struggle with them, too. <laughs> <laughs> Your series. Hey, talk about EnduroCross series. How is that? I mean, that, that thing just kicked off. This was round one. Um, how is the series? How is the crowd? Is it, I mean, is it is, is it still succeeding? I hope, because it's such a rad event to go watch and, yeah, and so, check out. Well, the last couple of years, it, like, changed ownership and just kind of looked like things weren't really heading in the right direction or whatever. And then this first round was like a shot in the arm. The crowd was super into it, sold out. They oversold. There's people sitting on the it's awesome. on the uh, stairs. And, uh, man, they're so into it, so loud. And uh, whoever, you know, took it over now, whoever's running it, as far as did a good job marketing, promoting it, and getting out there. I didn't see one billboard or one flyer or anything while I was there in Prescott. But when it came to, you know, filling the stands, it delivered um and then the show delivered this time you know like the racing i mean thank god they put four feet of water in the pond because <laughs> it it was an easy course and if it wasn't like that we would have ridden around just i don't know no mistakes and stuff like that and that's mm-hmm. that's not really what enduro cross is about you know enduro cross is kind of like it makes the the best guys sometimes look foolish did right? you do the tko yeah, I did TKO. How'd it go? It was good. It was a really well-managed event, man. It was good crowd there as well. Uh, I finished fifth. Um, the qualifying round and stuff I did well in. I won one of those. and um, But that was that was another really good event. Like, tons of people there. Really well-managed. Um, knew, knew exactly what was coming up next, where I needed to be, and extreme events sometimes it's kind of difficult you know i qualified first at erzberg this year i won the prologue um and congrats yeah first american to win that which is cool very cool yep and and so you think you get first gay pick and they kind of they tell you what time to be at the bottom of the mine you know and be like okay be here at, at 12 o'clock and you know you get first gay pick well they don't tell you anything they don't say what time. I don't know what time to be there. What time it starts? I mean, I'm on the factory, one of the most premier teams racing. Right? They they should know. No one no one knows. So I show up, and there's already 150 people down there lined up. <laughs> I was like, so much for gate pick. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> then, luckily, I still got a nice gate pick, but it's crazy, like how how you can go and win. You know, risk risk a lot, right? Because the guy that goes fastest up the iron road up to all the way to the top of the mountain wins. So, I mean, your average miles per hour on a gravel road is, I don't know, 75, 70, somewhere around there. It's wide open. Um, so, yeah, you take a lot of risk to do that. And then in the end, they don't even hold the gate for you. Yeah. What did you ride over there? Uh, the TE 300 mm-hmm. high TPI. Is that thing insane or what? Really good. Um, they make improvements on it all the time. They are making improvements on the ECU for production consumers. 
um, production bikes for the consumer, and they're they're making strides on the ECUs. I mean, nearly nearly daily. We have you end up having six of six or seven of the some of the best off road riders in the world on them and riding them every day and testing on them, riding them like Romaniacs and Erzberg and all these other events. Right. And so you quickly, they quickly evolve, yeah. right? And so um, I would say the first ones that came out or whatever, they're a little bit, you know, these views aren't updated. And, but the current ones, I'm sure, are really good. And that's easily done at a dealer. We've got the the orange version of that, the 250s and the 350s, and yeah, I, the guys who've gotten them so far are loving them. Think about think about like the four strokes when they went to fuel injection. Everyone was still kind of in the beginning was like, man, I don't know, the carburetor's still better, blah blah blah. But then you give it, you know, a couple years, sure, development, some timing, and then as long as it starts when it's hot, you're winning. Yeah. Never go back to the carburetor. Huge. Although you you take yourself when you have electrical problems on a four stroke, and you're just like, what do I do now? Exactly. Are you excited that they're remaking the hit motion picture Scarface? They oh, are. Oh, I heard. Were you guys talking about that? Not yet, but we're going to get into it. But we how are. About, <laughs> how about this? Al Pacino not in Denzel Washington in what? Yeah. And several of my friends who have been hanging on to that stardom that they got from that movie that still live in Miami and they still show up at my parties. Are they in the movie? Seriously, they're going to be in the new movie. And I'm thinking, oh, so there's a fresh breath for them after 30 years. I'm excited. How do you go wrong with Denzel, for God's sake? I don't know. Colton, it's always good to talk to you, brother. Yeah, thanks, guys. Do you want want to walk on roll? You guys want to talk about mechanics before before I get off? Well, sure. Uh, tell us about your mechanic. Jack, uh, cut the music. We have some important breaking news about Colton's mechanic. All right. So my mechanic, his name is Josh Decker. He, uh, him and I are best friends since high school. Right. We literally traveled around the country from pretty much 19 years old uh, in my sprinter van to all the races until we finally got onto a factory team. And... Uh, now we're we're traveling the world, uh, racing for House of Barn, Rock Energy, and so it's kind of a cool story because uh, we're buddies since like 15 years old, freshman in high school. But uh, he takes care of my bike, does a good job. I'm sure he wouldn't mind talking to you guys about Scarface. Yeah, well, that, we really don't have any time for that <laughs> on the show. Um, perhaps next week, Wink, um, Tony, can you make it happen? Let's do it. Colton, can you uh, can you let him know that we'd like to have him on the show next week? Nah, only Bob Hanna's on. Well, Bob Hanna's Bob on. Bob Hanna ain't going to be on, so just forget about it. <laughs> wow. And neither um, is your, your 15-year-old high school sweetheart mechanic guy now. Cause I'm, now, wait I'm a, why does he have to be 15? I don't know. I was in and out on the story. I heard something about 15 or something. <laughs> I don't know. Now they've been friends for 15 I'm years. I'm just teasing, Colton. It's, it's uh, always <laughs> awesome having you on. You're a good guest. We really appreciate it. And all I'm being good, sincere. Yeah. Really do. Colton, you understand we're just having fun with you, right? No, it's all good. Just get Bob on, all right? Okay. Well, he's right back at you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But Bob Hanna really doesn't like Tony. I don't know why. It started when he was young. If you're in the motorcycling (laughs) business, the sport of motorcycling, to have Bob Hanna hate on you, it's either really special for you or God, why? (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, in broadcasting, it would be like, for me, having Walter Cronk- Cronkite think I did a crappy job. Almost to the S word. Oh, my. Hey, maybe he does. We don't know. <laughs> he haven't gotten any direct Tom, feedback. Tom Brokaw said that I was, I'm was. i a pretty I'm pretty good at what I do, and I think he probably, uh, you know, would, would agree with, with Cronkite. At least I do. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Colton Hanker. We'll send him to the pits. Uh, Mike Lang is coming up next out of Wisconsin. You're listening to America's Motor Racing Talk Show. It's Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Rob Dingman, President and CEO of the American Motorcyclist Association, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA Closure System race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike for more information visit flyracing.com it's much more than a piston company wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products including forged pistons precision forged clutch baskets and hubs crankshafts camshafts forged connecting rods and valves at wiseco we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle atv snowmobile personal watercraft outboard marine engine or automobile on the market today after 70 years in the business wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals wiseco america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 kxno This is 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. The point is good. 
Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Like Swell Vodka on Facebook. Find Swell at fine stores that sell spirits. Hey, everybody, this is Hillbilly, David Bebout, and you're listening to Pit Pass All right, now, ha- hang on just a second, David. Uh, t- turn David off. Turn the music off. I haven't talked to Hillbilly in a while. So if, if you're looking, and there's a reason for that. You heard about your, your run-in with Bob Hanna. Um, there are European cars that seem to be good values, right? Um, uh, their prices hit the floor as soon as they near 100000 This is a known quantity. So this is a conversation continuing, yeah. an off-air conversation. <laughs> an off-air but that's conversation. okay. I mean, everybody that's deserves fine. to hear it. So what you're saying, if you're approaching 100,000 miles on an Audi, a BMW, or a Mercedes, or whatever, stray away unless they've done that annual maintenance? Uh, it's I just wouldn't own one, Scott, unless there was a real long a warranty, and, the, and this is a known quantity. This what about is, my, I'm not inventing What about something. my Mercedes Sprinter van? That, see, that's not a, it's very specific to performance. You know, the higher the performance, the higher your power bills are going to be in an, a, an A6 is a real, we don't want to upset any uh, vendors either. No, here. no, <laughs> but it, we don't, I don't, have, I don't know of any European manufacturers advertising with our shows. So I don't really yet, care. So the yet, Mercedes, the Mer- Mercedes, <laughs> the Mercedes Sprinter van that you're talking about, that's the same thing that Mike and Frank drive across the yeah, country. Yeah, I haven't seen the van. And they're made I, to go 400,000 miles. Since I bought the van, I haven't seen it. It's currently racing the GNCC series with Jason Thomas for Kawasaki. So, I thought the which higher... Awesome. Which the is a high, great investment for Kawasaki on my behalf. I thought the higher performance vehicles, okay, the, uh, like the... Uh, like the Audis or Mercedes or Beamers, um, you know, especially the European ones, were meant to go a quarter of a million miles. So maybe I'm wrong. That's not a good investment, huh? Uh, Mercedes, I think, might be somewhat of an exclusion from that. But again, you you likely weren't getting the performance models. An A6 is a hot rod. It's a sports car. Really? It's a, it's a sports bad car. Dude it's a car. very sports sweet. car. It's a sports car. And if you're talking about pick any other Mercedes that doesn't have an SL in it yeah. or one of the really high-end sports models, that's, they're apples and oranges. They're not the same. Mike Lang, what would you do? Would you would you be a customer for an A6 with 91,000 miles on it, 2016 A6, uh, uh, 91,000 miles on it? Would you be a customer for that at 25000 bucks? I don't even know what it is. Well, twenty twenty five thousand <laughs> dollars. Just take a, a dollar bill out of your pocket and then times twenty five. That's what it is. And then and then light them on fire. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Mike. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. We're kind of beating around the bush on everything tonight, but we've we've had a really good show so far. Can you uh, hold up your end of the bargain? I hope I can. You're going to be racing this weekend with us in uh, in Davenport at the Mississippi, uh, what is it, Tony? Mississippi Valley Fairgrounds. Yeah. Fairgrounds. Well, I think he's coming. Well, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and Mike, it'll, it'll be great to see you. It'll be the second time you and I have worked together. But coming out of the great state of Wisconsin, why is this event special for you? Well, I've been coming to Davenport since 1977. Wow. And... Uh, you know, it's just been like a, a tradition every year, uh, pilgrimage to uh, uh, Davenport. Uh, this year it's going to be a little different for us. Uh, uh, Harley-Davidson's 115th is here in town in Milwaukee. Yeah, like we uh, care. We really don't care. <laughs> yeah, I, and, uh, you know, I, I got events coming, you know, uh, be racing tomorrow uh, and uh, uh, here in Wisconsin, but... Uh, you know, we're packing the trailer up, and uh, we're bringing a bunch of people down uh, Friday morning, and, uh, you know, we'll get set up, and we'll get ready to race the the great uh, Davenport Half Mile.
again. Yes, sir. And the half Maybe. mile was looking really good before we got the nine inches of rain this afternoon, from what I understand. Okay. <laughs> you know what I've said? But uh, we'll get it. We'll anytime get it Harley has a celebration, which is apparently every year now. Every 45 days. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're holding uh, free Indian rallies. Um, that's oh, what really? we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, they need the competition. Tell us about your competition bike. What are you going to be racing? What are you going to be riding? I'm going to be riding a 1921 Harley Davidson uh, board track uh, motorcycle, and uh, it's the bike I've been running for uh, uh, quite a, a few years. Yeah, you you had that there last year, right? Yes, and yeah. that's worth a quarter of a million dollars. That's what Tony is telling me. Well, uh, there there will be one that is worth that and more. Uh, mine probably not so because uh, uh, it's a replica, but. Uh, I am letting one of my good friends, uh, Casey Kagerhagen, uh, who works at Harley, uh, he is going to be racing uh, the ex Gene Barron 1925 FHAC factory racer. Wow. One, of two, one of two known in the world. So You know what, uh, man? I got to tell you, that's Mike. That's pretty cool. Mike, the, the, that's what everybody wants to see. And you guys, when you're on the short track, you know, you couldn't. You couldn't open them up, and you were just constantly turning, and and uh, so you know you you talked about how it's easier to ride the half mile, but you guys are insane to go that fast into that corner on those things because, I mean, I'm telling you what, those things are spooky. And the thing I really and you know and, and Mike knows this, but I just took this event over last year, and we've got a long ways to go before we can get this thing back to or, or what not not back. I don't want to say that we've got a long ways to go at this event to get it to its potential but i think we've we've made a big leap forward putting it back on the half mile and uh we've we've got a uh we've got some stuff planned this friday with with uh, some interaction with the riders that i think could build a good relationship going forward um you know during the riders meeting that kind of thing but uh the thing that's really unique about davenport and and the reason that i think it's so cool is because and, and i didn't start this thing i mean this is a 30 year old event John Parham started it, and then, uh, you know, it's changed hands a couple times. Right. But uh, the thing that's so neat about Davenport and why it's so worthwhile going is two things. One, there's the biggest swap meet I've ever seen for vintage motorcycle stuff. So cool. So cool. Five hours is not enough. No, you, you go need on- an entire day. You need to go on Thursday and then and Friday. You know, Thursday afternoon, spend the night, make, you know, party it up, and then Friday, same deal, and then and end with the with the racing. But the thing that's so cool about the racing is every single era of motorcycle racing from the beginning, from the Henry Ford Model T days, the Wright brothers are flying. I mean, th- that's the same time that uh, these motorcycles came out that, that Mike Lang is racing. And then we go all the way through every single era, all the way to modern times. We have a modern class, a couple modern classes. So the racing's great. I've got people that are calling me from all over California, Colorado. Yeah. Uh, my pre-entries are, are are literally states that I've, you know, that you just you're just surprised that people are going to be there yeah. from that far away. But it really is a true uh, representation of every era of motorcycle racing from the beginning to now. And I think that's neat. And Mike, it is. Everybody wants to see the board trackers because that's obviously the most unique thing there. And and you guys are the show. I what really, did, what I really did, think that. What did your bike sound like, Mike? Uh, say on the third turn. Can you can you give us? A, <sighs> Don't Mike? do it. No, he's going to do it. No, it, it, it's hard to explain. You know, I mean, these bikes um, are are light. Uh, most of them are incredibly powerful. 
Uh, I, you know, I just made new cams for mine over the winter. I, I did something I've been wanting to do for years, uh, make individual cam lobes to where I can degree each cam lobe into, uh, so things happen where I want them. Right. And uh, the races I've run so far this year, I can see a significant increase in power. And so the, my bike actually sounds different this year. You know, anytime you change cam timing, you're going to get a different exhaust note. And uh, so my bike sounds a little different, but, you know, especially going down the back straightaway uh, at Davenport, it is just music to, to my ears. It's uh, it just it's what I live for. You know, uh, it, it, Davenport is where it all began. Uh, somebody, I, I posted it on Instagram the other day. I said, I've been uh, promoting, you know, I've been, uh, every day I've been taking pictures of, of uh, pictures from Davenport and, say, you know, come on down to Davenport, Iowa, race with us, you know, come support the the event. And uh, I said, this is where it all began. And uh, a guy posted a, a comment saying that's you know, it's not where board trackers began. Well, I tell you, in modern history, Davenport Half Mile was the first place where board track motorcycles started to race again. They quit being and, garage queens and they started being what they were meant to be. Absolutely, you know, and I had great mentor Gene Barron. Uh, we lost him back in uh, in uh, 2008, and uh, but I got to race with him when he was 80 years old. And uh, after after he won that night at Davenport, uh, he passed his bike on, and that's the one that's going to be uh, racing Friday night. So wow. uh, it is a, a real honor to uh, present these bikes to the fans up in the. Uh, the stands and and the and the rest of the riders in the pits. Uh, it's just a, a real honor to be able to take these things out and and stretch your legs. So. Mike Lang, our guest, and Mike. One thing I know about you, um, you're not willing to take no for an answer from an engine or a competitor. <laughs> if if it looks like it should run, you're going to make it run. And well, yeah, it's it's in me, and I, I always want to take it apart and make it better. Right, <laughs> and that's it. I mean, you're not afraid of doing so. You have a better better idea, much like Sears did. Remember when Sears had a better idea? Right. Uh, yeah. How's that working for Sears these days? <laughs> uh, well, maybe a bad I, example. I, I tell you what, I, I had the, in 1995, I had the honor, the true honor of racing a 1914 Cyclone, and it was a customer of mine. Uh, I was going to, you know, rebuild the engine for him. Uh, there's only a couple of them in, in, in the world. And and uh, I, I, I said to him, I said, well, you know, I started to say, what if I, you know, like blow this thing up? And he, and he said, we'll fix it. You know, and I'm it's my belief that uh, they're meant to be used. And I have, uh, we just put up a brand new shop and, and uh, I'm going to be, uh, you know, cranking out some, some new bikes uh, coming up here in the next couple of years, and and uh, you know hopefully we can put on a great show for the fans at Davenport. I'm not uh, begging, so. but dude, can you make me a bike? <laughs> <laughs> Get his wallet out, right? <coughs> yeah, yeah. <coughs> Just take a dollar every day. Who's who's my there friend? There it is. He brought it back. <laughs> what, what, what's my friend's name that uh, does the Nortons? Um, Rambo. Um, out in yeah what, yeah yeah i remember yeah i mean i asked him to make me a bike he said well send me 
a piece of crap and I'll send you for thirty thousand dollars. I'll send you back a brilliant, brilliant yeah. piece of yeah. museum history that you'll love writing. You ain't gonna touch on these board trackers for thirty grand. <laughs> well, no, yeah. I'm not. I'm just as an example. It's Rambo yeah. is uh, he? Off, you can eat off his shop floor. I mean, it's that clean. You you polish everything. You take everything apart. All the nuts, bolts. It doesn't matter. Everything gets polished, and then he buries all the cabling within the tubes of the bike, so it looks that much sweeter. So clean, those Nortons, but uh, God bless them. Hey, Mike, it's always good to talk to you, brother. I'm looking forward to seeing you on Friday. We'll be there, and I'll tell you, you know, I, I, it's, uh, it's just been a, a tradition over the last 40 years that uh, I've been able to race at the, the great uh, Davenport Half Mile, so... Uh, we will be there, and uh, we'll put on a great show. We might call it, uh, in the future, we might call it the Mike Lang an- Anniversary Race. <laughs> well, <laughs> that would be too kind, but uh, Wouldn't that be cool? I enjoy uh, putting it out there and uh, and sharing it with all the, all the people. Well, Mike, uh, this program tonight dedicated to a life well lived. Tuskegee Airman Captain Robert Martin has died at 99 years old, born in 1919. Uh, lived a long and fruitful life, but one of those that we recognize, Tuskegee Airman Captain Robert Martin, dead at 99 years old. All right, want to thank uh, Mike Lang, of course, Colton Haker, Michael Locke as well. Hour number one is complete. We're sending it to the books. But coming up, hour number two, Slammin' Sammy Halbert and Rick Hobbs will be joining us. We'll have an hour of discussion and uh, conversation a little later on in hour number two. So stay tuned. Our producer on this program is Jack DeLeon, Leanne DeLeon, our internet edition of this program. I want to thank Tommy Boy Halverson and Chris Bishop as well. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber.
Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Uh, all right, welcome back to the program. It is uh, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the uh, Front Porch People uh, Network. We were talking a little uh, bit off air, but before that, we mentioned that uh, they're going to be remaking Scarface, right? Scarface. And who's going to be uh, starring in the lead role, apparently? You were saying that it was Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington, yeah. Uh, in this a remake. news to me. It's huge, huge news. But some of the guys from the original edition, uh, starring Al Pacino, are friends of mine, uh, Michael and Daniel and, and those cats. Um, but they've been hanging on to the stardom from this movie for a while. And um, so some of them are going to be recast in their original roles. That's okay. It's okay, bad guy. So That's okay, bad guy. So we're at a party <laughs> in Miami. This is a short story. I'll keep. I'll try to keep it that way. Um, so we're at this party after uh, I finished announcing a fight in Miami. And um, this is a crazy story. We're at this place called The Mansion in Miami. It's on the beach. And uh, we're in a cordoned off area in the middle. We're smoking cigars with half of the cast of Scarface, the original motion picture. And we're smoking cigars and drinking bottled alcohol, and uh, we're just having a great time. Most of the Scarface people are already drunk because I think they've been drunk since the movie was made. Okay, so we're. The- I have been. <laughs> so there's a guy with a white hat, white white sweater shirt, white pants, white shoes, uh, good looking black guy. And I said, "So what do you do?" And he said, "Well, I'm a singer." And I said, "So." anything i'd know he goes well we're on the radio right now as a matter of fact i'm going to go up on stage here in just a little bit i said and what are you what are you going to sing and uh he said i'm, I'm going to sing my hit that's on the radio right now and it's called right round right so it's it's flow rider, that's flow rider. i i knew he, he said my name's flow and i didn't put two and two together maybe it's because i'd had a bottle and a half of vodka but let me tell you something. He went up on stage, and they crowded the whole club with the, the white fog. Uh, when when the fog cleared, all of our bottles and our bottle service were gone, <laughs> and Flo was on stage and hit the song. Jack, do it one more time, then we'll dump up. That's it. So it was. that's just a, a fun little story about Miami. And by the way, my partner Chris, remember Chris? We went outside the club to, to, get, to get the limo. To, to go back to the hotel. And they left you. And there were two, uh, they must have been prostitutes because they were working. Um, so these two women rolled Chris. Now, have you ever been rolled, Tony? You stand at one spot, a woman on one side of you and a woman on the other, and they literally roll you. Well, I'm round enough that I don't need to be rolled. I can just roll myself. Well, what they did when they rolled him is they emptied his pockets. Good thing all of his credit cards were at their limit. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all we need one do- way to avoid theft <laughs> rob yeah. from yourself yeah i'm sorry right. sir your car's been declined let me look that up oh and it's because i have eighty five hundred dollars more on there than i remember charging is your name cindy uh anyway so that that's my miami story let's get to our first guest of our number uh our number two as we dedicate the program pj2 mr brian drebber excuse me famous announcer yeah drebs and uh our, our hearts go to his family it's a motorcycle related uh, death uh and uh 
He he will, his, lo- his loss will be felt by everyone at any Moto America event for some time to come. He was an amazing announcer. Amen. Just super excited about uh, everything that was two wheels. And 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 you know what it showed? The anytime he interviewed anybody, it wasn't about him. The questions he asked uh, came from from down deep, and uh, there was a, there was a certain joy in his face. Uh, in his eyes, or on his face, in his eyes, that uh, was evident. And the writers that he was interviewing, those in the industry, uh, know what I'm talking about um, because uh, they were having a good time being interviewed by him. That's a compliment. Absolutely. And we're going to get to, over the coming months, I imagine, we very people here on this program, and we'll get to hear some awesome Brian Drever stories. We need to remember to ask our guests who are likely to have known him, their, their favorite Brian Drebber story. Oh, that's a, that's, great, that's, a, that's a great a idea. Great way to honor his memory. This portion of our show brought to you by Fly Racing. Look for Fly Hard Parts, by the way. Uh, and they're expanding their line of hard parts from bike stands to handlebars, grips, chains, and sprockets, foot pegs, and lever assemblies. Uh, creative products as well, such as the innovative boot wash stand, which, uh, Tony, I know you could use several of. <laughs> Fly Racing designers are committed to making quality hard parts. Visit flyracing.com or see your local Fly Racing authorized dealer for a full list of available fly hard parts okay it is going to be the hundredth is that right the hundredth springfield mile this weekend that is what they're saying over in illinois and while we celebrate our 30th where yeah we have our 30th event in davenport for the vintage fly track races this friday and then we're all headed over to springfield to watch the the uh (laughs) the as long as we get credentials Michael Locke says we're in. So uh, <laughs> join us now is Sammy Halbert, one of our favorite guests, one of our favorite flat track guests for sure. Uh, Slam and Sammy, we've we've had him on over the years many, many times, and we welcome him to the show. Hi, Sammy. What's up, Sammy? Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? How are you? I'm doing good, man. I had an awesome day today. So. Do, you, do you ever get nervous in advance of an event like this? Nah, man. I enjoy talking to you guys. You guys make No, no, not this. Not the reading. show. I'm talking about <laughs> racing. <laughs> Of course, you're uh, nervous about the show. We so get it's that. such a big deal, but <laughs> right. you know, the day that we start believing that it is a big deal, I have a feeling people will tune out. Be the day after it, yeah, it quit being important. As as long as if we need to give them another reason to tune out, that would be it. <laughs> Simon, no, like, yeah, I don't always, I don't typically get nervous for the events. It just depends. Like, uh, I mean, if you're like in the championship hunt, or it depends on what what's on the line, or right. kind of what event you're going into. Um, at different times, you may get nervous. Like, but uh, not not nervous, not nervous at the moment. Your best finish this season in this series was a third place uh, at the Buffalo Chip event, and so that's safe to say it's been an off season for you. Yeah, um, with 13 Grand National race wins. Uh, still races left in the season, though. You're a you're a, an X game gold and silver medalist. But you're also a seasoned veteran, and Tony, I think that's an important thing to note. That is, he's not a newbie. He won the golden shoe, if you will, the hot shoe, if you will, back in 2004. Okay, I call it the golden shoe. Most people go eh, it's well, stainless. It's not like the golden ticket in Willy Wonka. <laughs> but uh, so, Sammy, talk about the season, will you? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, my first year being with the factory Harley team, so it's been like a, a dream come true to get the call to ride for Harley. And That's cool. Been, you know, they've been like the guys in the sport for so long, and now they uh, took on the big challenge of uh, developing the the XG750. Um, so, so we knew going in there would be a bit of development and stuff like that. So, knew knew what I was getting myself into, and uh, so 
So really, it's really it's been a all right season considering that and being able to land a podium already. Uh, for sure, for sure on the on the new bike, developing that against uh, against some stiff competition right now. So um, so yeah, really it's been a good year, um, development year though. So um, you know, flashes of brilliance here and there, and uh, and, and some. So I mean that's that's the way it goes I guess on the development deal but the team's like putting in so much effort that it that it helps like uh, keep the motivation up for me seeing seeing the work they're putting in and and um, wh- where I think we're gonna end up with with this production based bike um, you know makes it makes it good so I'm still pushing hard and uh, hopefully we can can finish out these last four rounds strong and uh, hopefully get up on that podium again. Well, Harley Davidson is certainly. Um, you know, not used to not winning the majority of, of these races. And, you know, and we'd see a Kawasaki sneak in there on the miles and that sort of thing here and there. But for the most part, it's been the Harley show since as long as I've been aware of AMA Pro flat track racing. And and so now we've got another manufacturer coming in here that's, you know, that's been extremely dominant. And they came in with with a, with a hot bike. And, and uh, you know, it's it's – it's kind of been uh, good for the series, I think, and I have no doubts that Harley Davidson will come back and answer to Indians' uh, motorcycle that they're that they're having such good luck with. But um, you know, Terry Vance has been on the program. We've had we've had a lot of guys on, and, and they've. Uh, it seems like Harley's kind of gotten a black eye over this, but you know, I mean, it's uh, it, they're like you say, it's a development year. And I gotta believe the motorcycle that you sh- that you're riding today, that you're racing today, is a is a far cry from what you started with. Oh yeah, no doubt. And and even even throughout the, the end of the year, you know, hopefully, I know they got new stuff in the works. Um, always, so um, working on making a you know lighter, stronger, faster all the time. So like, kind of the new parts keep trickling in as we go. And uh, I know we're, we're I'm you know I'm be testing once with them next week and. Uh, I know we're going to hit it hard this off season and uh, with the testing and and stuff like that and um, you know even Harley Corporate's got more involved with some of their top engineers and stuff and so that's been that's been helpful and uh, yeah so we're gonna we're gonna keep hitting it hard and um, and trying to come into Daytona next year ready to really you know be a front runners. All right, Sammy, you said <laughs> you, you said yourself four. up for this. I did well. <laughs> I mean, what are your what are your goals for the end of the season? You're an absolute uh, hardcore competitor, and I got to think that you know, podiums the minimum you you expect from yourself, right? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, uh, the way it's been going this year, you know, it started off like you know, just like any other year, wanting to win and podium all the time, and then and then it got to a point where it's like, all right, we just need to lock in some top fives and stuff like that. But really, right now with um, with the bike, we're it just like a little bit track dependence or certain tracks suit us better and stuff like that but um you know i think uh with with some of the tracks coming up we got some cushion miles and stuff like that um i think there's a chance i can uh, you know I, I love cushion tracks they're just so gnarly and i like to just keep it twisted and hammered down through the cush so um i feel like we have some tracks coming up where i might be able, be able to uh to get her up front and uh i mean you never know so i was always trying to stay optimistic and uh, think about that win so We'll see what happens. I know, um, man, it would mean so much to to win on the new Harley and uh, do it for the for for all the Harley community that keeps backing us. And uh, that's what, that's what I'm shooting for. You said uh, you say, and everybody's saying four events, but really there's five, right? I mean, you're getting points at the short track and the mile, right? 
Now, uh, the short track's just for the kids. Um, oh, it is. It's just the that. lightweight series. Got it. Yeah, yeah. The All-Stars. Beginner class or whatever. <laughs> oh, the beginner the li- class. The lights. Ah. Oh, the lights. They're oh, the beginner yeah. class. <laughs> We're talking with Slam and Sammy Albert. And if you think about it, you go back to his 2017 X Games uh, uh, win, the gold medal win, by the way, in flat track. Uh, Sammy may have been looked over. Tony, and you're gonna you're gonna figure this out in a second, but he may have been looked over by Harley Davidson for a number of years only because he's five foot four. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you only weigh what 140, 135 pounds after a race. Yeah, man, about that. But I don't know. I feel like I might have shrunk a little. I think I'm more down to like five three now. Wow, <laughs> my you wife, are the only guy who ever admitted that ever. My wife is <laughs> is when I started dating her was five foot tall. She's four eleven now. I don't know what, what it that happens. Says. It, it happens. Yeah, I mean, she's so cute. Taking its toll. <laughs> yeah, racing. You land on your head enough times and you lose an inch. That's Hometown is Graham, Washington. Um, and and how long does it take you to get to some place like uh, Springfield Mile, for example? Man, I used to have to make that drive all the time, and uh, it's a trek. But um, you know, now you know, living that factory life, just ain't it great? On airplane and watch about <laughs> two and a half movies, and I'm there. Oh, that is awesome! <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. And I I took advantage of that a couple times, or at least one time. You hauled my bike down to Daytona, right? So that was that's, that's right. That was. Uh, Oh, so so you the, you all the infamous DRZ all over my truck. What it, now? What was it? It was a it was a motocross bike, wasn't it? Yeah, it was leaking gas and oil all over my truck. <laughs> hey. oh, you you <laughs> everyone listening right now is completely surprised that Tony would send anything less than a sterling example of two wheeled machinery <laughs> a piece of crap anywhere at any time. It it's typical of what Tony. I don't owns. remember what it was. But if it, he owns it, he just bought it. It's already leaking. Whatever. He would have been a customer yeah. of Harley back in the mid '70s when uh-huh. they were owned by AMA, and they came with AMF, AMF, AMF part AMF, of AMA. Up. They they came with a cookie sheet or a cookie tray. Do you remember that? And uh, the, just to keep your garage floor clean. The really high end Harleys came with a gold plated one. I Sa- thought that was classic. Sammy, what'd you think of of uh, Ryan Sipes showing up and winning that singles race? That was cool, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was totally rad. No, it's uh, always cool when you see the guys from other other sports get involved, and then like for for a dude to come in and actually win, like that's huge. So uh, hopefully, hopefully they keep um, the guys from the other sports keep looking at flat track. I know they are a little bit with the uh, you know with the growth we've had and stuff like that, and you know it's all good. And we welcome them and uh, brings in, brings the excitement. So what do you so make of him calling you out though? He didn't call you out. Well, not that you've read, but you don't read because you can't read. Me? So, yeah, I know a lot of people feel bad about it, but yeah, Sipes calls you out and uh, you know challenges you to race him in his discipline. Would you do it? Oh, I'm I'm always down to to try other sports, you know. But I'm sure uh, I'm sure he'd have me covered on the off road stuff for sure. But I'd challenge him to jump on a Harley Davidson. There you go. Put him on a twin. That's right. A real man's bike. A real man. Not the, not the beginner class, right? Yeah, no, none of that. Yeah, that's... That's, all, uh, well, that's cool. You know, it's fun <laughs> for a little while, but, you know, you want to have some fun, you get on the Harley-Davidson. Sammy, are you um, um, excited for the, the future of Flat Track? I mean, it's... I know you've been at it for a long time, but good grief. They, they really seem like things are going in the right direction. Oh, totally. I mean, I was... Uh, I'm always... Like I've been around for a little while and been just like hoping that I would still be involved when it when it picks up and so I'm blessed that it's uh, that I'm still 
still involved at a high level and and they're doing a good job with the sport and the TV package keeps getting better and you know the crowd's been good so yeah the and, TV uh, package I think really does uh, you know y- you need to get the consistency of letting customers future customers from all over see you guys every week so that they then when you guys get close to them can come out and see you live and uh, we were talking to Michael Locke uh, from your series earlier on the show and God, how amazing is it that they had to turn away people? They had to close the ticket office when they when you guys were in New York. That's insane. Yeah, no doubt. It's a great time for the sport. I mean, it's got me so motivated. I'm I'm working hard every day, training, like just trying to trying to get myself the best I can, riding bikes every day and training, eating my bananas and just doing. Ooh, I love bananas. To get there, <laughs> I love banana cream oh, pie and banana pudding. Yeah, banana bread, man. My mom makes this banana bread. Oh, I love banana bread, too. Sammy, does this mean, I mean, you're a factory guy now, so you don't have, uh, well, I presume, you don't have to go chasing the almighty dollar quite as hard as the the privateers. We know they do. But, uh, I mean, is it making your life easier with the the renewed interest, the the visibly more, uh, you know, apparent uh, popularity of flat track? Is it making your life in the in terms of getting people to back your program? Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, I've ran my own program for so long and then uh, ran for independent teams in the past where I had so much freedom and I would. I would be so busy always trying to bring in more sponsors and uh, and hitting, hitting all the fair events and all the events. Like, I had literally no time to, I mean, I'm just, you're just wide open all the time just trying to keep up. And uh, now riding for the factory, like, it's really made my, my life a whole lot easier. I've got the sponsorships all sorted out at the beginning of the year. I don't need to be trying to bring in, like, little sponsors here and there and all this and that. Just, uh, I mean, got, like, a legit job now and, uh, and I'm able just to... to to focus on on being the best racer that I can with without having to 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 do as much of that stuff and um and man I've hit all those fair races for so long like um it's nice to now have a little bit more of a of of just a normal schedule with with mainly just doing the nationals and a few events here and there um it's really like freed me up a lot to to do more more training on my own and more just uh more of the other stuff I need to get done so it's nice um you know i you know hopefully at some point i get to go and uh still chase those fair circuit races i still enjoy that but uh, it's nice to take a little break from that keeps you fresh right yeah you know we're talking with sammy halbert one of our favorite riders in the american flight track series factory harley davidson racer um i don't know if this is appropriate to ask on air and if it isn't you can just tell me sammy but uh brad baker was injured at the x games and uh from what i what i was understood that it was a temporary paralysis but in but i don't know it do you know anything more about that is it is he is it more of a permanent situation or do we know i don't i don't know um i, I can't speak to that but um man brad's a fighter and uh, i don't think i don't think he's accepting that by any means so um but i think he's still got a shot um you know i don't know the details though to really speak on it but man we're all we're all pulling for brad so much like it's such a bad deal um yeah and uh a little bit rough in the sport uh, here and there guys getting hurt and stuff like that but uh, yeah well i tell you what and together and pull for him so i was so surprised though i mean i just followed him on social media and i haven't spoken to him since his accident but you know they had him sitting up pretty early after the accident and i i was reading something he put on his uh, facebook or his instagram or something he was he was doing all kinds of exercises in the chair and and like he's he's really active so 
I wouldn't think they would do it that quickly, but I don't know that much about it. So I just thought maybe being, uh, you know, one of your peers as a pro wrestler, you might know. Um, but that's all right. We uh, we wish him the best, and and uh, maybe we'll have him on the show at some point and and let him talk to his fans because there's there's certainly a lot of fans. You Brad certainly the have Bullet a lot of Baker. Yes, you certainly have a lot of fans, Slam and Sammy, and and I know you've got a lot of good people behind you that help you go racing. Who do you want to thank as far as uh, you know sponsors and maybe maybe uh, just some of the people that have been in your corner for decades, literally? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's been a good run, and like the last few years, I've really, really felt the fan support come come full, come around like in a big way. Like, uh, so it's big shout out to to all the fans for backing me so hard, and the whole Harley community, and uh, Harley Davidson for for giving me this opportunity, and. Uh, Banson Hines uh, running the program solid and uh, Alvin Stars uh, 60 Helmet's been with me a long time as well and uh, yeah no it's a it's a really good place for me and my my whole family's always backed me hundred uh, percent and um, and I mean you know that's that's why I do this you know my family got me into it and uh, you know all my riding buddies that come out and train with me um, Dr Larry Calaptis uh, he's my he's my riding buddy and my chiropractor he's always there for me like um, like. Um, yeah, so now it's a, I got a good program, great people behind me, and uh, hopefully I can keep doing it for for a long time and ride ride this flat track wave as we uh, as we keep growing. Well, I, I imagine I'll see you this weekend. Will you be nice to me when I show up, or <laughs> you're gonna Man, call no me fat again? But uh, <laughs> no promises. But uh, he's as well. tall as you, he is as tall as you are wide. <laughs> <laughs> That's not saying much for me. <laughs> and Sammy's not that tall, but. Sammy, it's always good to uh, talk to you. Best of luck on the weekend. As always, be safe, my friend. You're one of our uh, our great and uh, consistent consistent contributors to the program. Appreciate that. All right, guys. I appreciate you and what you're doing. So I uh, hope, hope to talk to you again soon. He's a fan favorite. Slamming Sammy, Sammy Halbert uh, entered the, uh, uh, the sport in about late 2003, early 2004, but a pro sport hot shoe national champ. Amongst the other things, overall Grand National Champ 2009, winner of the Willy Wonka Golden Ticket. He got the Golden that. Boo, he nailed you call it. it. Yeah, but he, he said to, it was. He had to climb into bed with two, or excuse me, four old people: uh, <laughs> Uncle Joe, or Grandpa Joe, and oh, Joseph. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're talking about the movie. <laughs> Whew, I didn't know where you're this was going. brought it up. Hey, you're listening to America's Motor Racing Talk Show. Big shout out to Eddie Kulenkamp, of course, in our studios in Advanced North Carolina. Roman Avila with a week off. PJ Duran in studio along with Tony Wake. Yours truly, Scott Casper. And Tony, you have a, a special little friend in the studio. I got my main man here, Dylan Bruett from BRD Enterprises. He is uh, works full-time with me here in, in uh, running races and and uh, all the stuff we do. Fireworks, he's, he's at my side just about everything we do. And you're calling him what now? His name's Dylan. Dylan. Okay. Ruet. Yeah, I, I recognize I call him my him. main man. Yeah. yeah I recognize yeah. him from down there. I couldn't I couldn't uh, do half the things I do without Dylan. That doesn't mean, Dylan, you're getting a raise. It doesn't, uh, actually. No. It um, it actually means quite the opposite. We're going to work him twice <laughs> as hard because I paid him a compliment. <laughs> On the <laughs> upside, you'll be driving everywhere. <laughs> That's right. A special little friend. All right. We're your special little friend on the broadcast. Appreciate you tuning in no matter where you're listening and how you're listening. But do uh, want to shout out uh, to Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Halverson, Jack and Leanne on our producers uh, appreciate you listening to this front porch uh people uh broadcast of pit pass motor racing weekly stay tuned we'll be back after this hi this is ed morrow you're listening to pit pass radio 
Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes the newest addition is the v-line do-all vrm 340 a heavy-duty off-road tire that is dot approved most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments it's v-rubber and the tacky tires the choice of sherco off-road racers say when using a tacky it's almost like cheating it's v-rubber No speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans. Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with track addicts track days it's a fact the best you've ridden is the best you know until you've ridden race tech suspension you haven't experienced the best suspension possible race tech is the science of suspension for atv and utvs motocross freestyle and stunning off-road supermoto road race sport bikes cruisers touring and vintage bikes as well as adventure riding with gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our g3s custom series shocks you too can have the Racetech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans and make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack DeLeon Construction. Serving Iowa since 1946. Hey, it's Chad Reed with 22 Motorsports. Hope you're all doing well. 
All right, so uh, on my other show, Takedown, um, we have this little girl on the weekend on Saturday's show. Her name is Cookie uh, Serratos. From, Cookie uh, Serratos. From, yeah, from California. And uh, she's a little dynamo. She's subject of a, a, a Netflix uh, pick. And uh, she's just so cute. But we, you know how you you get used to talking to Michael Locke and Colton Haker and Michael Lang and, and these guys, and they all have you know a man's voice. Well, here comes little Cookie, and she has this little tiny voice. And she reminded me an awful lot of little Charlotte. Oh, my little Charlotte. She's such a sweetheart. She is. She's so cute. Um, does she she understand what you do and the freedom that you enjoy because of what you do? Um, or is she just going, why is daddy still at home? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like like today uh, I was leaving and, you know, and so Sarah says, say goodbye to dad. And, and you know, because Sarah's not going to say goodbye to me. So she says, say goodbye to dad. And, and so Charlotte waves with her tongue. And I'm like, okay, she won't give me a kiss goodbye. She doesn't care. She's learning that from her mom, too. But uh, <laughs> truth. And I like Sarah. She, but she's so the kids are so funny the other day dylan who's right here uh dylan we were having dinner out on the deck right. and uh we'd been working and out of nowhere we're just sitting there eating and she says dylan i'm gonna poop on you and what <laughs> she said that out of the blue is that right dylan yes okay and and why would she do that why would she think about pooping on dylan I, I don't have a clue. She is the funniest little girl. She, she is hysterical. She always isn't she? comes up with the funniest things she to says, say. I got her on the, the, I've had her on my 450 the other day. And no, it was my 230. And the 230 had been down and had a flat tire for a while. And I'm too, you know, I'm not going to fix that. So um, <laughs> we get on the 230 and she's like, let me go for a ride. And I said, all right. She gets on the thing and just out of nowhere, she does a fist pump and says, Honda. Wow. <laughs> So she's already brand aware. Oh, oh, for sure. She'll be like, um, we're watching. The, we were watching uh, the, the the Crawford's the, the Crawfordsville, the the final Lucas Oil motocross race, and and uh, she looks over and she goes, Kawasaki's don't ever win. And I go, <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. as long as you don't count Eli Tomac. I know. Yeah. I just said actually, he just he's winning the title. He's, he's winning, winning the. Ch- she all. didn't understand that. But she's like, no, he's way back. And it's just funny. She's three. And she's three. Yeah, and she so That's pretty cool. Yeah. So most kids are not brand aware, but I'll tell you who is brand aware. Our friends at Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa. What are some of the brands that uh, you guys carry at Hicklin? We've still got Yamaha, KTM, full suite of BRP products to include Can-Am, Ski-Doo, Sea-Doo, Polaris full line of products, including Slingshots. And we've got betas. We just got Bart, the owner, got a new beta just last week. Oh, he so, did? Yeah, he got a, uh, one of those cross trainers. The uh, Oh, one of the bikes he's going to sit in his garage and he'll never ride. Huh? I don't know. He, he did a build-your-own beta, so it had a Bart Hicklin label oh, right cool. on the neck no, of it. No, it didn't. Oh, yeah. you build The coolest thing about beta is you go online to their website, and you they call it BYOB, build-your-own beta. You can... Take a factory model and add whatever you want. Recluse clutch. How cool uh, is that? Your crash bars, whatever exhaust you want. Handlebars. Wheels, brakes, brake pads, anything, foot pegs, whatever's out there. 
they've got it handlebars. No, if you've well, got a handlebar you want, and they send you all the stock stuff back, and they put all the parts you wanted on at Beta of America. So you're buying it, and then you're adding to it. Yep, so yep. What, 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 what's Bart got invested in that thing? 13 grand? I, I don't think it'd be that much. No. You can, it's really no additional charge if you, you just say, I want this one, and you don't update it, but they put your name on a label on a steel plaque and then cool. uh, rivet it to the frame. It's, like, like, I, it's like I feel like my number 286 of my Yamaha Raider is very right? personal. It's very personal. I know that number, and I will go down in in history of owning number 286, and uh, that's pretty special. I know Jack wanted 286, but I said, no, sir. That's, that's uh, my bike. That's my bike. Oh, yeah, that's a big deal, Jack. We could, I, I just remember No, I of... still want my spider. He does want a well, spider. get your spider, Jack. Get on out there. We've got them. So uh, the, the BYOB program, is that that's built in the United States? So they assemble here? Is that the deal? That's the deal. The, the beta comes from... Uh, Beta of America's out in California. Yep. They do they do it right at the factory, though. When I open the crate, if you've done a build-your-own-beta, and, and numbers of our customers have, Bart's just one of many, It number one has your name on a plaque on the neck, riveted to the frame, but then whatever parts you, you clicked on on their build-your-own-beta site, they're going to be on the bike, and they give you all the stock stuff, which is... In the case of guys who've put on different wheels, it's pretty handy to have an extra set of wheels, an extra set of handlebars, an extra brand new clutch. If you have any name you want to put on that? that. I know. we got to guess. I imagine you could, yeah. Can you have any, like, Peter Long? Sure. Anything you you want. You could do it. (laughs) You could do it. It's going to be just as hard to sell if it's folded in half. Pete's Pete's nickname is Big. It's Big Fella. So it's... uh, all right, this uh, portion of our show brought to you by Swell Vodka, obviously. Uh, six times distilled, six times filtered. Swell Vodka belongs in the well at your local pub. Ask for it at your favorite hotspot, Swell Vodka. Tony? All right, our guest now is, uh, he's probably asleep by now, but uh, he's <laughs> a crew chief for Cameron Bebier who has a handle on the series, Monster Energy Yamaha, Yamaha Factory Racing Team, and he's also the 2018 Ricky. inductee list to the Canadian Motorcycle Hall of Fame. And uh, he joins us now. Rick Hobbs, what's up, dude? How are you? Thanks for waiting so patiently. As if you had yeah, a choice, no right? <laughs> no, it was interesting listening to you guys chat back and forth. We do that sometimes. Even off air, we'll still talk. A lot of a lot of oh, shows, wow. uh, people go their separate ways, come back three minutes later and and uh, pretend like they're friends. Yeah, <laughs> we pretend right. like we're friends even off air. I know. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Rick, good to yeah. talk to you, man. How's, how's it going? Uh, it's, it's going well. I uh, just got home this afternoon from Pittsburgh. We had an extra day there preparing the bikes for New Jersey since the truck is staying on the East Coast. So um, had a bit of an extended trip this time, but uh, glad to be home. And yeah. uh, looking forward to the next two rounds to uh, see if we can wrap this thing up. That'd be cool. Rick, it has been an amazing season back and forth between uh, the two leaders of the series um, with a couple guys keeping everybody honest uh, throughout the top five of uh, the current standings. What a race Sunday afternoon. I mean, how nerve-wracking was it for you uh, watching the the entire race, much less the last lap? It was just one of the best races uh, in recent memory. It had to have been awesome to watch live. I, I wish I had seen it live. We had our TV feed fail with two laps to go, so all I could hear was the announcers. Oh, <laughs> my gosh, because wh- I I mean, you caught it at home yet? No I, I saw it on uh, – somebody had it on their phone. I guess the highlights of the race were put on 
either Facebook or something. I, anyway, I saw the uh, Sunday evening afterwards. I saw the last lap, and I'm, I'm kind of glad that I wasn't watching it live because <laughs> would have been nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah, that was an absolute knife fight for those of our listeners who didn't see it. Cameron Bobier and Tony Elias uh, got pretty serious about it. It was very clean racing. They both made very uh, some very bold passes in some not so traditional. Pardon me, pardon me. Uh, some not so traditional passing locations. Uh, they both had passes where I think they they surprised one another a couple of times. Like no way can he pass me there, and they were doing it back and forth. Yeah, it uh, for sure. Watching it after the fact was was almost as exciting as seeing it uh, seeing it for the first time live. But uh, uh, you know, it, it turned out to be that way. Whenever those two are that close together on the racetrack near the end of a race, it seems like um, there's going to be some fireworks. <laughs> so um, I, I'm sure the fans were loving it. I, I understand there was quite a crowd of people on the, the big hill they have overlooking the track there. So. Uh, they definitely got uh, got their money their money's worth from that race. I can't wait. I'm going to be at the season ender at Barber. I'm so excited to watch these guys. Um, I, I'm sure you'd like to wrap it up at the very next weekend, but uh, I'm hoping it goes down to the last race just because that's what a fan wants to see. I'll be there either way. Um, sure. What what yeah, happened I, in what happened in race one? Have you got any insight as to because you guys d- didn't have what we would call traditionally. Uh, for for your t- team this season, you know, you were just a little off there in race one. Yeah, you know, it was kind of unusual circumstances. We had a, a, a rain shower come through just minutes before we were due to go out for the siding lap for the race for race one, and um, it wasn't enough to to really soak the track, at least from where we were standing. But um, it was definitely wet, and so they uh, modified the the. Um, siding lapse procedure so that the guys would get some extra time to check up the track with wet conditions because they hadn't been on it previous to that it, it, with wet. So anyway, we we had uh, rain tires ready to go and we went through a, a plan, you know, of how we were going to do the siding lapse. And so um, with Moto America, the way it works is if you want to do more than one lap in the siding lapse, you can um, as long as there's time but you cannot go past on the front straight. You have to come through the pits. And so we discussed all this and we had this plan. And then we realized that the, the track that we could see was drying rapidly. So we had to change a plan and decided that we were going to go on slicks. We, we didn't feel that uh, the rains would last in the, in the drying track conditions. So uh, a little bit, you know, off-putting for a rider, knowing they've got to go out onto a track that could be in not so great a condition and have to go race on it. So um, I think, uh, you know, Cam probably had a bit of butterflies. And so anyway, we changed the plan. We uh, decided to go on slicks and to only go out and do one lap, leave, leave the pit and go around and go back to the grid to start the race. And I think somewhere around that lap, uh, perhaps Cam thought we were still on the original plan to do more than one lap. And so he, instead of going to the grid, came down pit lane. But by the time he got back to pit lane, they had closed pit lane for sighting laps. So he essentially got trapped. Oh, crap. Pit lane. Yeah. And so 
he was able to start the warm-up lap from pit lane and start the race from the grid, but he would have to, by their Moto America rules, he would have to start from the back of the grid. So that's why he was in the position he was in in the early laps of the races, because he was coming from the back and trying to work his way forward. But the track was half wet, half dry, and somewhat treacherous. Uh, you know, hats off to to uh, Josh and the guys that were really going for it because uh, it, it was a an iffy an iffy deal for them. So, and he um, and he didn't ultimately cost him any great number of points as Mister Elias, his uh, number one competitor, similarly um, struggled a bit in race one. Right. Yeah, and I think uh, you know once Cam got to the back of Tony, he kind of went well. Uh, risk versus reward. I think I'll just sit here and, uh, yeah. you know, just mind my P's and Q's and give up the two points. Good move for, uh, and a very, uh, you know, veteran move for a racer because it's, it made mo- the most sense, clearly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Cam Cam has uh, gotten pretty good at judging, you know, the right time to, to push and the right time to, to uh, relax stay calm and, and uh, not take chances. Is it hard, um, Rick, is it hard to be in the pits and then have a, a good-looking blonde with a crop T-shirt and a pair of really short cutoffs walk by? Is it hard to stay focused? <laughs> For me, no. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, I, you know, so some people might say I, I look angry at times because I, I am so focused and, and concentrating. I I guess I uh, I get a a, a a look on my face right. that indicates that I'm not happy, but in reality, it's just that I'm I'm very focused and and job at hand, trying not to get distracted. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's it, Tony. Right. I guess. Um, you're uh, Rick. You, you said you had a long you had a long weekend because you guys had to get the bikes ready because everybody was staying on the East Coast, and I understand that. Right. Uh, do you guys frame the bikes? after every round or, or, or what, what do you do as far as, you know, in between the races, race weekends? I mean, do you tear it core down to the frame or do you just, uh, no, we, you know, we have a pretty, a pretty good understanding of this bike now after racing it for several years. So we, we have a, a routine that we do, um, uh, you know, typically any of the major kind of disassembly work happens at the shop, right. um, where we have, you know, all the equipment and all the parts. And so, uh, when we're on the road, we, we focus on things that are necessary. Um, and so, you know, turning it down to the frame, we found is not necessary, you know, more than a couple of times in a season. So um, typically, you know, we'll go through and clean very thoroughly. Make sure, And in that process, you're checking everything as you're cleaning. Um, and then, um, you know, we'll, we'll inspect the critical pivot point, you know, steering head bearings, uh, swing arm pivot, uh, rocker linkage, you know, the shock linkage, all that stuff, um, and clean the air box, uh, you know, the fil- air filter, um, and change the oil. And do, you, do you put new brake fluid in? No. Well, again, that's that's only done probably in a season three, maybe four times. Really? Depending. If we, if we have a lot of wet weather, then yeah. it gets changed a lot more frequently. Why would that be? Brake um, fluids hygroscopic. 
Yeah, it attracts moisture. I wasn't so asking you, PJ. I was asking our guest. Uh, and he's far more qualified to answer the question. That's oh. why I shot in with my know-it-all answer before you yeah, uh, got it out. Good. It yeah, was, thank you. I, I, I probably would have been grasping for that word. So Hydroscopic. Uh, anyway, yeah, that the, uh, the brake fluid we use is def- definitely attracts moisture. So when it's moist conditions, we change it more often. All right, so let's stay within the industry, but let's take it around the, the, the horn, if we will, to a different um, discipline, okay, at least as, as, it, as it applies to the brand. Um, and I want to ask you, what does this mean, okay? Uh, okay. And, Rick, you've been in this uh, business for a long time. Uh, the rumors are starting to circulate that uh, the German conglomerate known as Volkswagen uh, is looking to either sell Ducati Okay, remember it, it acquired Ducati back in 2012, right? Or sell it off in parts. What does that mean for the brand? And was Volkswagen the wrong buyer to begin with? What are your thoughts? Well, um, I'm not sure I'm really qualified to answer that. Um, I would say that, you know, Volkswagen is a huge corporation, um, you know, obviously has a lot of financial backing but they uh they've had a little bump in the road lately so right they've got they've probably got to look at what is in our best interest to hang on to these assets or to cut them loose and have the cash so uh, i don't know i I, it's an interesting predicament right don't you think pj yeah, it absolutely is, and uh, Ducati, unfortunately, uh, for all their storied racing history, has been passed around a little bit. Rick, I wanted to ask you, you've, you've been involved with Cam for some time now, an amazing talent uh, for anyone. Uh, he, his name is bandied about routinely in uh, racing circles as a young man who could, literally, the, the sky could be the limit for this young guy. He could go potentially internationally if that's what he wants to do and hopefully those opportunities find their way to him have you guys talked about it is it something that um mr hobbs gets to follow along or is it hand the kid off to the next level well you know that that's an interesting question and i've thought about it and um you know it would it would, it would be an honor if cam would want me to go with him um but to be honest you know, I'm I'm not a spring chicken anymore, so I don't know that I can commit to uh, an international uh, traveling schedule. Doesn't sound like your yeah, cup of tea anymore. It's thirteen uh, hour plane rides. Yeah, you know, just just traveling back and forth across the U.S. anymore is it's just about enough for me. Right. So, um, but yeah, I, you know what I I think if it was the right thing and and everything was lined up right i i would have to consider it and uh you know i i like i said i would consider it an honor if if not only cam but whatever team it was would would consider that well let's hope those offers come his way so we get to find out (laughs) right yes well uh (laughs) as as you so well stated he is you know perfectly capable of going out and doing great things if the right circumstances are there as far as the bike and the team and so on so i think that's one of the one of the problems that um, a lot of riders are facing and specifically american riders because this the major series tend to hire from within and uh, so it's it's tough as a 
as an outsider to uh, to be on the radar for a lot of these teams. Rick, it's always good to talk to you, brother. Uh, safe travels wherever it is you are going, and uh, we always expect that home can be such a wonderful site for guys that are on the road as much as you are. And uh, we Absolutely. hope you enjoy that time. Well, thanks so much. Uh, great talking to you guys. Uh, uh, do it again anytime. And, uh, yeah, just have a great great evening, everybody. Thank you very much. Rick Hobbs, our guest in this portion, this segment of the show. We've got about, uh, I'm thinking about eight minutes left to the top of the hour. But um, this Ducati thing has really got me bothered. Because if you think about Ducati, um, they've been passed around and passed around, right? Is this the time that VW spins them off and says, hey, what we're going to do is uh, we're either going to sell it or we're going to go more di- go deeper uh, in on Ducati. In other words, go all in. And one of, the op- one of the options here would be for Ducati to actually pick up a smaller motorcycle manufacturer and incorporate it within the brand. If that were the case... And, Tony, I'd, I'd like your opinion on this. What brand would be a smaller motorcycle manufacturer that Ducati could absorb and to 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 build the brand up? In other words, expand it like KTM has. Buell? Yeah, they're off, they're <laughs> off the table. I don't I don't see this. Scott, I understand where you're going. I don't see that at all being a solution for Ducati. The, I, in, over the years, they've, they've tried everything under the sun from uh, private ownership their own owning themselves right. for quite some time to always needing cash to move their ball forward. I'm not saying they're doing anything wrong, but uh, making them in any way. Well, it's not a losing with- venture for VW, according to Bloomsburg and uh, that report. Operating return on sales surged up 9.5% from 8.2% from year previous. So it's not like they're losing money on uh, it. It's, yeah, but the, the numbers are somewhat deceiving on Ducati. And again, I'm a huge fan of them. The, in order to achieve the level of innovation that they have, they are constantly introducing state-of-the-art, brand-new, fresh mold, as in we didn't reuse any parts, machines that takes cubic, cubic tons of dollars to make that happen on a, on a small scale. It's, you know, they, they don't do the let's develop it until we get all, everything out of it. They do the we're starting over even if we don't have to program. Well, we welcome you to the conversation. You're listening to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Front Porch People, uh, and they're offering great programs. Look for them online at thefrontporchpeople.com. Back after this. Hi, this is Matt Smith, post-op motorcycle racer, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With a tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike for more information visit flyracing.com it's much more than a piston company wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products including forged pistons precision forged clutch baskets and hubs crankshafts camshafts forged connecting rods and valves 
At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high-quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple-to-ride electric start TW200 to the nimble, lightweight XT250 to the racing-derived performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hickam Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Hi, this is Scott Russell, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. As we head to the top of the hour, about five minutes remain in the program. Outstanding program overall. Tony, would you agree? I take full credit. On this uh, on <laughs> this day in do. Moto History, August 28th, to be exact, Marty Smith clinched the AMA 500cc National Championship over Ricky Johnson and taking the number one plate. He did so at Washougal, and uh, he also beat a cat What named, year was that? Uh, well, hang on. He also beat a cat named Bob Hanna. And that's significant because that's Tony's favorite racer. Oh, it's been a recurring theme tonight. <laughs> and it was Honda that led the way, right? So At least two of you are laughing. Haker was having a good time about it, too, though. Colton was having a good time. Colton was having a good time. He was having a good time. I just want to uh, mention for, for our listeners who didn't hear earlier and somehow didn't see it, it is amazing to me that a MotoGP event on the world's world stage got canceled tony they're having to do ticket refunds i mean oh that's crazy imagine imagine? all the travel all the work to go to a round every team every team was there every team was there they qualified they did everything they were supposed to and you've got three different classes you've got so many human beings so many transport so much everything money showing up at silverston with a repave someone didn't turn the water hose on god forbid in uh, england where it's only known to rain oh i don't know every day maybe every day. four times a day it rains mm-hmm. no one thought to turn the water hose onto the track and see what happens when we flood it whoopsie oh yeah there's uh and there was literally carnage uh been described as somewhat as a warlike scene uh tito rabat had a triple leg break yeah. femur yeah tib fib oh, that could goodness. be career ending could um be. could be career ending without doubt um and it's a miracle that someone was not more hurt uh, without pointing all fingers. Uh, uh, I would think there's going to have to be some pretty serious introspection by those involved. How did we let this happen in what is known to be a rainy country? Yes, I agree with you. Um, also, raining it's moist w- along with that uh, raining theme. We had a had a mutter for the final round of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship. Eli Tomac clinched his second consecutive title. First guy to do that since Ricky Carmichael, which is been a decade by the way wow nope villapota didn't do it nobody chad nobody nobody it's it's unreal and uh speaking of chad reed he wrote his first national since 2015 got went, the whole shot got the whole so shot. cool watching him out front and he and i read on his instagram that uh he said it may be his his last national he, he was at a fill-in ride on jgr suzuki so cool that they they locked that thing in and and he went and did a last minute ride very neat um this weekend is uh the davenport 
vintage flat track races over in Davenport, Mississippi Valley Fairgrounds. Very cool event. Go Thursday if you can. There's a huge swap meet, and and it's really it really is worth seeing. I saw I saw genuine uh, uh, evil Knievel stuff, and it, of course it got gobbled up. But oh man, but they, they had bring, everything. They bring stuff constantly every year, and uh, and it's also Harley Davidson's 115 year anniversary. By the way, have you guys seen the new FXDR 114? Yeah, Harley their da- new power cruiser. It looks like a raked out V Max. It does. You look like it's a raked cool. out V Max. I looks pretty cool. I'm going to be there. And uh, who's announcing with me? Uh, you have Kevin Waters, who's a local disc jockey on uh, a, a, from another, Stewart Island. Yep, from Stewart, another radio station. And then Dave, Dave Derringer, who used to own Sano MX, the pit. Oh wow! Company. Yeah, Derringer, who's a he's a actually a Yamaha rep now. How about I do the intro and then I'll close the show down, and those guys fill in the middle. Oh no, you're not going to get off that easy, Scotty. Truman Gross on staff as well. I want to thank Eddie Kudenkamp, of course, Roman Avila, PJ Duran. Tony Wink, as always, we're looking forward to seeing you in Davenport on Friday, and then the Springfield uh, Springfield Mile. Uh, thanks to Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Halverson, our contributors, Jack and Leanne DeLeon, our producers of this very program. For Ryan Sipes, uh, Michael Locke, Colton Haker, Mike Lang, Sammy Halbert, Rick Hobbs, I'm Scott Casper speaking. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Pit Pass. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network.